What's up, everybody? Uh, AJ here. I just wanted to give you guys the quick heads up that uh, we ran into some significant technical difficulties uh, during the recording of this episode. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, Cozy's audio was lost, um, and uh, what you will most likely be hearing, unless I can figure something out, uh, when I do edit it all together um, is going to be the audio from the uh, Twitch archives. So uh, thanks for uh, sticking around with us and uh, let's get on to the show. Welcome to year two and an all new episode of Press YYZ, your favorite Canadian gaming podcast, Black Lives Matter. You can watch the show weekly on youtube.com slash pressyyz, live on twitch.tv slash pressyyz, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, or listen, on our, listen to it on your own time on podcast services like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. We appreciate however you choose to support us, including a subscription to us over on Twitch using that free sub that comes with your Amazon Prime subscription. But if you've got no loonies to toss our way, it's all good here. Uh, we will be here live every wednesday or on youtube no matter what unless things get in the way we have plans whatever the case might be whatever this episode we are going to cover press yyz's plans for 2021 what we got up to over the holidays as well as the fantasy critic draft we undertook as part of this show i'm your host for this week mr mitch george joined as always by the phenomenal nathan mcinerney free me from twitter our uh, French, I'm trying to think of a good pun for cooking person. Omelette du fromage. Omelette du fromage, Alexander Cozy Cozina. Oh, bonjour. Je m'appelle Alex. Je suis un chef. Très, très bien. Our pretentious film student, Alex Ballant. Hi, Mitch. And the forever lost in the ether, AJ Fraser. Time is the wisest counselor of all. Pericles. Dudes, we made it. We got through a year of doing this dumb, fun podcast together. How do we all feel? It's not, it hasn't quite been a year yet. We this is this is what fifty one. This yeah, is we got two more weeks. This is fifty one. We have yeah. So one. Mo the next episode is the fifty two. So technically, we recorded uh, two test episodes prior three. to releasing our first episode. Three. Yeah. So this would be the one year anniversary, roughly, of us recording the first piece of content together. Correct. Which is why I felt okay to dub this the the you know soft reboot, as you will, the the year two launch of Press YYZ. But yeah, it's been a blast. What's what's been everyone's favorite thing about being able to do this show uh, in 2020? And no, your answer cannot be to distract you from the global pandemic or insurrection or crazy political unrest south of us uh, or the murder hornets or the wildfires or the uh, racial uh, unrest globally. Or am I forgetting anything? I think I'm forgetting. Something. What what was the original question? <laughs> what what did you enjoy most about recording this show other than it just being a distraction from how messed up the world was in 2020 i mean uh, uh okay this is going to sound like a weird answer but i mean i enjoyed doing this show because it forced me uh in between episodes to really get to know obs and really kind of improve my craft uh in the middle of it uh but obviously to be clear, I enjoyed all of your presences as well. It's not like, oh, my favorite part of the podcast was when I wasn't on the podcast. I think my favorite part of actually being on the podcast was whenever things would just 
degrade into degeneracy during any episode of topic of the show i mean especially rank him slash five by five remember when it was called five by five but yeah that's always gonna be referring specifically to drugstore pete aren't you I mean, that was a pretty, that, that that right there was a peak. We'll see if we can reach that peak again in 2021. We'll see. We'll try. Alex, what about you? What was the best part about doing the show uh, over the last year? I mean, besides the fact that I feel like I've made some pretty close friends and getting to socialize every week, especially when that was just not possible. Um, I really just kind of like the idea that it's like we have our own like, like back like lore let like hidden inside jokes things like that i just the fact that girth is a thing and eventually Girthy. will be an emote for us Doesn't like it have to be though and yes. a t-shirt yeah and a t-shirt like you know the girth um inside joke and just like everything that we've done to kind of make this very personalized and really try and detach ourselves from just kind of being oh another kind of funny um community podcast and trying to do other things as well i think is just kind of really cool and i really can't wait to see now that we've got our kind of flow together how things are going to evolve from here oh we're going to talk about it tonight for sure nathan what about you uh wow for me you know like i'm an old man uh believe it or not we were just talking Uh, about celebrating your 22nd birthday I know, I know. But like being an old guy with kids, I don't get to hang out with my friends anymore. Um, And when I did, they weren't as interested in video games as me. So I just like having like an outlet to talk to and having you guys just as people that are around me and we get to chat regularly. And that feels nice. I've missed you guys over the past few weeks, honestly. Except Mitch. (laughs) Fuck you too. AJ, what about you? Uh, Yeah, no, it's... Yes, like like you said, it has been a good escape, but also like you know, it it's it's been nice to be able to talk about our 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 fun hobby and and like like in an in-depth way and have good insights and good conversations about it because you know how you like if you watch a TV show and like you oh man, you guys, you got to watch this, you got to do that thing and then like maybe nobody's interested that's kind of how it's like for a lot of people like, yeah, sure. You could go to a, to an online forum or something like that and start, Oh, did you guys see this on your keyboard and whatnot? But it's just like, it's not the same as just, just being able to have a good conversation with people. So yeah. No, I think that's fair. I think, yeah, like I can kind of echo it. (laughs) The problem with being the host and like throwing all you guys is like everything you said, I can echo basically word for word um i'm actually like the most exciting thing about for this show for me in 2020 was seeing what we could all do individually and i think a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight and bringing that individuality more into the show more into multiple things multiple Mm -hmm. uh will be really interesting to see and i think the first thing we can get into honestly is a point that cozy brought up um this show in 2021 so we've listened to you, our community, and we've gotten feedback from a number of people. And we've decided that we're going to try our best to, now that we have a better sense of you know, each other's likes, dislikes, how we can rib Alex about Kingdom Hearts, or AJ won't shut up about Cyberpunk, like we, we know how to kind of bounce off each other a little better. And I think with that, we're gonna deprioritize talking about the news and getting a lot more rigid and, and formulaic about talking about things that have gone on for the past week. 
uh, especially for those of us, those of our fans who listen to us on podcast services, by the time those episodes were getting to you, and that's something we're also working on in 2021 of getting those to you in a more timely manner. Um, we want the conversations to feel more, um, more organic, more timely. And I think focusing as much as we did on the news, if there's big news, we're going to talk about it. There's actually things this week that even though we're not going to do, you know, now it's time for the news. Uh, we're going to talk about it, but we're going to try and make that more organically part of the show and what we've been up to because all of us consume news around video games. And that's another avenue in, in which for us to bring more personality to it of, oh, AJ read this thing and he wants to talk about it. Or Alex read this thing on Halo getting delayed to 2027 and he wants to talk about that. What? It's less of, you know, the whoever the host is going through and reading the articles and more about us having an organic conversation around the news cycle as part of what we've been up to. So that's thing, something that we're really going to put for 2021. Go ahead, Cosi. You know, one thing that we really kind of talked about over the break was making sure that all of our energy levels are consistent throughout the entirety of the show. And, you know, when we talk about news stories and not all of us are on the same page or really have much to say, energy levels can uh, dip real, real low. There have been many episodes in the past where the rest of the crew are talking about some like Xbox cloud streaming service feature. And I'm just sort of <laughs> sitting back there being like, I really don't have anything to contribute to this discussion. But also on the flip side, there's that one episode where I talked for like 20 minutes about hypothetical metroid news and everyone else is like i don't know i don't think we have anything to say about this you know so i think this sounds like a pretty significant change but i think that is one that is absolutely for the best and i mean yeah i'm looking forward to not having to look forward to this (laughs) well it's still something we want to be part of the show but have it be more conversational right right anyone have anything else they want to add to that or can we move on to our next little bit of announcement i think you nailed it yeah, all let's right. More, do more announcements. More <laughs> announcements. Let's start with announcing the big one. I know I didn't start with it, but it's only because Cozy really set me up for that. But Cozy just I, cut to it. Just uh, well, I don't know. Hold on. Before we cut to it, I just want to say this has been in the works for a bit. We're really excited about this, and I think I have someone else who is more uh, knowledgeable on the subject. They can really introduce it and give it the the credence that it needs. So I'm just going to hand it off to myself from like five days ago. All right, uh, Mitch, I need a countdown just so I can sync this all properly. In three, two, one, go. Thanks for that lovely introduction, myself from the future. I'm Mitch George, and I'm here to announce with my fellow Press YYZ co-host Alex Ballant a new bi-weekly film review series that we're calling YYZ Video. And we've got a couple new faces along with us on this Press YYZ journey with us. You will recognize frequent guest of Press YYZ, TJ Beckham. Howdy, howdy. And one Shotgun McPain, a.k.a. Nick Blaine. Pod racing everywhere, everybody. Wait, is that is that what we're doing? We're doing pod racing cinematic universe, right? We're not we're not doing pod racing yet. Calm down, Nick. The plan <laughs> for now is every other week we are going to release on YouTube and podcast services everywhere a new episode of YYZ Video, and we are starting with reviewing every Pixar feature film that has been released because we all love Disney, kind of love Pixar, 
unless Alex is going to be his film pretentious self and just, you know, oh, just you boy. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs. Yes, because up is going to be at the top of the list. Spoiler alert. We're going to have fun every week in the same press YYZ style, just talking about film. So we'll make sure to make sure you guys are now aware of what we're reviewing and keep you in the loop on everything over at Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, everywhere you can find us. Instagram, we're using that a lot more with the kids. Maybe we'll start a TikTok account. I did that over the Christmas break. It was weird, but that's what it's going to be. And we're happy to have you guys along on this journey with us, especially our two new faces here on Press YYZ, TJ and Nick. We'll be sure to have them on as guests on the proper show so you can get to know them even better. And until our debut episode this Friday, we'll see you at the movies. We're back. Wow. We're doing a new thing, everybody. So yeah, as, wow. as you saw, we are introducing a new film review series to the channel, uh, which we've dubbed YYZ Video, bringing along two really good friends of ours, uh, Nick and TJ. And this really did start out as a brainchild of theirs that we kind of you know weaseled our way into, and we're very happy to help them bring their vision of what this show is going to be to life and to bring it to all of you bi-weekly um, every other Friday at youtube.com slash pressyyz. I have a question. Shoot. What's after Pixar in review? That is a good question. Uh, we are going yeah, to work with our audience. Yes. <laughs> and it that's my way of saying I have no fucking idea. Yeah, ask us um, in a year. <laughs> I was yeah, say, probably need I more than a year. Pixar takes us to roughly next February. So Part- we got time to figure it out. How many Pixar movies are there? Me three. Yeah. Even even though I'm not necessarily like involved in the show itself, um, I do I do wish you guys you know all the best with with that. Um, it it looks like it's going to be uh, fairly interesting. Um, I will say, nobody spoil it, please. But having conversations uh, with all you guys behind the scenes, uh, audience, just just understand there are some absolutely heinous garbage opinions about certain movies that <laughs> listen we're, we're gonna have to work it out we're gonna have to plan it out but i have to get uh once the, the world calms down once again for us i have to get rachel over here uh so that you guys can schedule a specific movie and she can tell you why you guys are fucking idiots all and right. I know what movie that is, because after I had a conversation with you about that movie, AJ, I uh-huh. got DM from your girlfriend. Yeah. And they were kind. She was not happy about it. Was it anyway. the worst Pixar movie ever that she likes? Uh, uh, it's not that. Mm, not, not the worst. It's not the worst Pixar movie ever. Uh, just just saying. And again, we're, we're just planning to have fun with this. So, like, we're not. Yeah be really strict about who's on the show if nathan or aj or cozy or any of our other friends and guests have shows or films that they absolutely want to be involved in the conversation for the more the merrier uh we're we're happy to have you guys on the show to to fill in for one of us to really talk about the things you care about and yeah awesome yeah sweet very much looking forward to it that's yyz video cozy i think you have something 
tell us about next and you've been teasing this one for a bit yeah sure uh so i don't have like a super groovy super high-tech video to announce this with that's queued up with a scheduled tweet however i do at least have a tweet and that's the fact that on Friday, January 22nd, I am going to be returning to twitch.tv slash Cozy Bear Live for a brand new season of streaming goodness focused exclusively on cooking. So you can see myself right there, all clean shaven, ready to go, ready to just show everybody that I am ready for all the goodness, all the cooking goodness. Uh, I will have more information to share on exactly what I am going to be cooking on my Twitch channel, but you can very much be assured that it is going to be something scrumptious. Yeah. And I know I've already had conversations with Carmen, my, my wife, and we want to figure out some way to have some sort of competition between the two of you. Cause I feel like one thing that we've noticed over the last couple of weeks is every time she puts a meal in our discord, for whatever reason, like 15 minutes later, Cozy's putting something else and they both look phenomenal. So we just really need to get the two of you mono e mono to cook it out. Would you want this to be live on Twitch? Cause I could totally figure out how to do like a multi-cam setup where you can see both of us side by side trying to make something. Can we shock Ooh, the cast? We'll figure that out offline. We'll figure that out offline for sure. All right. Uh, the other thing to discuss that I totally forgot about until just now, uh, we have a Discord. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. When did that happen? Uh, I didn't actually create a command for this either. I probably should have. Um, but yeah, the the Press YYZ Discord does exist and has been a lot of fun over the last... Well, we created it like a year ago. and I'm trying to find an... something to show on stream from the Discord server, but it's I don't think I can show um, any of it. There's, there's lot... No, don't don't show anything from the Discord. But what happens in the Discord stays in the Discord. Um, there's just a lot of people talking about girthy things. Yeah, we like... have fun conversations in there. I'll be sure to get a command set up for the next video and also have it added to all of the descriptions on YouTube and in podcast services. So if you want to come hang out with us over there, I think I'm in the the audio chat literally every day and there's at least like there's always someone who's around hanging around so always fun good times to be had in there for certain what else do we have to talk about before we get into the show proper uh youtube we're 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 doing the youtubes uh we have a new custom url on youtube so youtube.com slash press yyz put it out each and every where you can make sure your mom goes and subscribes your grandma your aunt unless she's one of those racist aunts sharing weird stuff on facebook just don't don't send it to her but uh yeah youtube is another thing we're definitely going to look to focus on this year for now it is just going to be the podcast and the new press yyz uh press yyz video episodes will be going up there um this show will go up on thursdays yyz video will go up on fr- every other friday and we're looking into doing more short form content for that. Um, probably more like first looks, let's plays, group plays, whatever that uh, ends up looking like. We're looking into all of those options and definitely want to leverage YouTube a lot more for the chan- or for the, the show or for the product this year. And it's gonna be a lot of fun to figure out what that looks like with these gentlemen um, and our, new, our two new f- friends and faces, uh, TJ and Nick and what it kind of looks like and shapes up to be. So please, if you haven't, please, please, please go and, and click on the YouTubes because we're going to have some fun stuff for everyone this year, I hope. We'll see. Maybe? Potentially. 
We'll it's see. Entirely possible. Maybe. <laughs> All right. With that, I think we can move into what's new slash the topic of the show because I've missed you guys. We haven't recorded anything since December the thirteenth. So it's been roughly a month. It was definitely. What about? I mean, technically, we we recorded those three episodes on the twenty second, right? Was it the twenty second? For some reason, I thought it was way yeah, early. It was like the twenty first or twenty second. Yeah, okay. I think it was the Monday. It was much, much later, later than and I think I think we initially planned to do it earlier, and it just happened later. <laughs> it just, yeah. We just kept pushing it back. Yeah, but yeah. on the plus side, we kept all those episodes to a reasonable length, so it's not like we were recording all day. It was just one That's condensed true. three hour chunk. Mm-hmm. but it's been a while and i miss you guys and we've all kind of gone our own ways played our own games you know consumed our own content uh read some news thingies um what's everyone been up to um yeah. christmas happened we can talk about the that hol- holidays did happen let's talk about the holidays yeah How weird was this holiday for everybody uh not it was pretty normal yeah, pretty normal for me. Not not too different. I don't see too many people. Okay. Usually every year. Yeah. Um, I, I I made a, a quick trip to Georgetown to have a good socially distance visit with my grandmother um, for about ten minutes, and then uh, drove all the way back. Uh, that was that was nice. Uh, took her some flowers. She was very appreciative. Um, had a nice uh christmas uh with rachel before we entered this new stage of lockdown um yeah uh actually she got me this thing here which i'm just going to show on camera real quick um this is a careful it's phasing in and out of existence phasing in and out phasing in and out can't see it because of the nvidia broadcast can i put it here yeah here it is um, it's a, uh, Polaroid printer. So you just put some Polaroid film in there, like right proper Polaroid film, and you can put your phone on top of it, um, and turn the pictures you take on your phone into actual Polaroids. So, you know, there's none of that's going to come through while you have the green screen effect up just, so you know, yes, it, yes, it is. It's right here. I can see it. Okay. Yeah. I can see it there. It's if I hold it close to me, it's fine. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, things like that. I've got three Polaroid cameras that I, take pictures with normally um so it's it's good to be able not have to lug one of those around if if i don't need to but um yeah that's that's super cool um i also got this uh nice fancy new webcam that works with uh nvidia broadcast finally so i can do this cool background thing um and you guys don't have to see my messy room behind me you're Um, no longer using your phone as a webcam i feel like no longer using my phone i know i know it new year new me right that's how yeah, that works. So for us, the holidays were a little weird because my, my, my wife's Italian and on my dad's side, his his mom had like 13 siblings or something like that. So hmm. it, Christmas usually involves some larger family gatherings. So that was weird this year, not getting to see them and, and see family and, and all that. And even with my parents, you know, at, we were at the, the stage of lockdown where you were supposed to stick to just your household. And since we were a household of two, that's what it was. So it was socially distanced gift exchanges with, with my family, my wife's family, lots of Zoom calls, and di- we actually got my mom and sister on our Discord to play some Jackbox on, I think Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, which was strange and fun in amazing ways. Um, but a lot of things like that. Of you know, it was different to be certain, but it's uh, yeah, 
I don't know. I'm kind of in the same boat where both my mother's side, like my mom has three siblings and my dad has three siblings. And so we often get together with both sides and, you know, have big ass meetings and get togethers, but we had something smaller and more intimate and it was just okay on our end, to be honest, it was totally fine. Inside baseball, there was a scheduled tweet and actually, shit, I didn't check to see if YouTube is oh, actually up. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Live podcast, folks. Movies definitely, or the video is definitely up. Okay, cool. I don't feel so bad. Um, <laughs> there was a scheduled uh, event to go out to announce the new show, and I just threw the link in the, uh, the Twitch chat, and for anyone who is watching after the fact, if you could go find this on twitter for press yyz like retweet share it with your grandmother uh it would mean the world to all of us please do so yay yes please support us on this new endeavor um yeah christmas nathan you said it wasn't all that different than normal no we um tend to stay home with the boys and not want to travel all around a lot during christmas so we ended up just um doing facebook uh calls uh through our facebook portal with family members as the boys open up gifts uh from them but it really wasn't too much different you know we open gifts in the morning the kids get us up at like seven o'clock we would try to at five and we tell them that if they do they don't get to open up presents at all and oh, then they was, play video was, games for the entire afternoon. that was literally the worst thing about christmas so normally i'm i'm the one that is up at 6 a.m wanting everyone to open up gifts so mm-hmm. Carmen and I here, we woke up reasonable time, 7, 7.30-ish, whatever the case might have been. And my sister, my goddamn sister, who likes to sleep in until 11.30 most days. Of course. And I wasn't there to kick her ass out of bed on Christmas Day. So guess who didn't get to open any of his gifts until like freaking 11.30 in the morning? 11.30? Oh, man. 11.30? You just rem- reminded me. It was actually exactly the same in my household. I normally sleep in real late, but I got up real early on Christmas because I'm like, I want to be ready for Christmas gifts. But we didn't open them until like 1 p.m. or something. Ooh, wow. Yeah, uh, that's way too late. Carmen's family, yeah. Ugh. Alex, what have you been doing? Uh, so, I mean, I honestly didn't do too much for Christmas. I, I did go home. Um, I made sure to, you know, have a COVID test before going home. But it was nice, like, being at home just kind of... It's where we recorded the, the three episodes of the Game of the Year podcast. Um, that's why my microphone sounds significantly worse, uh, <laughs> if you might have been wondering. Uh, because I kind of just on a whim decided to to do that um and so i yeah like i mean i you know mostly i brought my series x with me and i just kind of played games at home and i spent a lot of time with my dog if you follow me on any of the platforms that i like either twitter or instagram you will see just every time I, you'll know when i go back home and, and see her because there's just going to be a myriad of new photos of her that i post <laughs> We She's love a very good dog. dog. Yes. Right, but besides so that, man. honestly, I didn't do anything else, really. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, we, we all played video games, right? A few. I played a lot of video games. A few. Um, so one I can transition into because this was a weird holiday season because I got in the PS5 this year, and the PS5 is all digital. So when my parents and my family members asked, oh, what do you want for, for the holidays? 
it was oh um gift cards i'm like what no we don't we don't do that i'm like you literally cannot put a disc in this thing so it's either a gift card or you're buying me socks so not only did i get a pile of socks for christmas courtesy of my wife buying me a sock advent calendar um mm, that's cool. that's my the coolest sister, thing my, i've ever heard my sister was insistent on me getting the new call of duty so she handed me a gift card or her gift to me was a copy of ready player two the sequel to ready player one which i still haven't read yet uh we'll get to it which i keep saying about everything and we'll see um but taped to the inside jacket was a psn gift card saying redeem this on call of duty only so i did that and i played a lot of call of duty black ops cold war and holy crap that campaign's really really good yeah it is it's surprisingly good especially i mean i didn't play modern warfare but like compared to some of the previous call of duty campaigns of the last few years it is really good thoroughly surprised with that interesting too playing it on the playstation 5 because it does support the adaptive triggers and you feel it like other Mm. outside of astro i think this is the best use of the adaptive triggers yet on the dual sense it's that good and i i disabled it when i started playing multiplayer there's a group of us in the discord server that they get together once in a while and play it or or warzone or whatever else might strike our fancy a few of which we may talk about a little later on um but i actually found myself turning it back on in recent days just because i wanted to feel that extra level of feedback and i'm garbage at call of duty multiplayer so it doesn't matter to me whether it's on or off uh, and it just feels cooler having it on, even though it's probably impacting my gameplay in some way. Uh, but no, it's so good. Like I'm, I love like I love popcorn action films. We all know how invested I am in the MCU, uh, which we'll have things to talk about next week. Thank God it's coming back. Um, but this just it feels like a popcorn action movie. It's a Michael Bay film in, as a video game with um, honestly better writing. <laughs> wow yeah hmm. I, I i still think it is kind of weird that right. it's like you know we're in such a weird time and like it feels almost like a relic of the past the story that it's telling of america good guys during the cold war and all the terrible things that they you know let's go do commit war crimes under ronald reagan and stuff like that but like everyone's like america fuck yeah um that's a little weird and jarring but yeah there were, there were interesting little like side quests and like optional objectives you could do as well and those actually like some of those puzzles you had to solve to complete those things like it kind of honestly made you feel kind of like a spy which was yeah nice. there's there's one mission that's really cool where you have to like actually decipher a code and you can't just look the code up online because it's different it's unique to your game yeah yeah so you actually have to put in the detective work to like figure out what these numbers mean like you have to like transcode some numbers and what like they spell out and you have to like actually use the clues given to you which i thought was a really really awesome touch yeah and your character is kind of they're they're i'm going to do my best to avoid spoilers because honestly the story is really good and there's reasons behind some of this stuff but like your character is really good at deciphering these things or understanding like the the russian systems and all these things so like you'll get to a point where you're trying to decipher the clues and it'll just sort of like wavy in front of weird obscure like numbers and patterns and things and sort of display the things you're actually supposed to break down in a really smart concise way i really really enjoyed my time with uh with cold war yeah thoroughly recommend it especially if you like playing call of duty for the single player it is really worth it it does one of the things that i really liked about call of duty black ops 
2, which added some agency, like you get some choices. It's not just completely linear, which I thought was such a great feature. And honestly, isn't really seen too much in non-RPG-like games, which I feel like could be something like games could use a lot more of of like hey let's actually make like player choice matter uh speaking of rpgs and making player choice matter nathan you had a a challenge for yourself going into this holiday break yes i had an insane challenge which i did not quite meet but i wanted to play through persona 5 royal ghost of tsushima and final fantasy 7 remake and it turns out there aren't just enough hours in the day to make that work um but i did platinum persona 5 royale in one run which i feel pretty glad about and now i can finally talk about the new content i actually alex went back to go watch your video because it had spoilers the one you did after persona i can't find it now oh yeah i um i did um i did uh i'll i'll send it to you i did um unlist it just because i'm like ah these are i'm I'm kind of at the point where i'm like oh these are not good (laughs) because I've been divorced enough from them. But, you know, they uh, helped me get through. They helped me get through making all the videos that I did last year, helped me get through, you know, quarantine. So I'm happy that I made them, but I also don't want people to see them. Yeah, no, that's completely fair. Um, but yeah, no, I was really happy with it. Uh, I played the original Persona 5 uh, vanilla, and the changes that they made for Royale were perfect. Um, the new, like being able to do two social links in one day makes getting through social links so much easier uh and then the new content i was really really happy with the new content in the new semester um just really loved it i poured 110 hours into that playthrough um which i pumped out over the break so yeah no it is pretty good my goal is to have it done uh before i started work on january 4th and on january 3rd at no i guess it was technically january 4th um, at 3 a.m. in the morning, I finally rolled the credits. So I saw your, I started I saw your, working three hours I, later. I, saw your, I was going to say, I saw your message about that. I'm like, you had work the next day. Yep. I stayed up really late, and I played that game till I couldn't play it anymore. Um, and it was done. Mm. So uh, The I funny part is... Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, as much as I'm done with it, I put 110 hours in, and I need to move on to try other things. I want to go back and do a new game plus playthrough. So I'm very I don't know what I'm going to do that. Uh, well, I mean, you know, if you wait a month, uh, Persona 5 Scramble, uh, or is it Scramble or Strikers? I can't remember which. Strikers. In Strikers. Yeah. Scramble in Japan. It's like a Gravity Days, Gravity Rush situation where they're like, we need to give Got it a more impactful sounding name in North America. Got it. Well, that comes out next month, and that is like, I know it's not a sequel to Royal, it's a sequel to original Persona 5, but it's still revisiting that world, and I'm very excited about that. I did want to ask before we do move on from Persona 5, um, as somebody who did play both of them, both Persona 5 and then Royal, how do you compare the, just the end, like, as vague spoil, like, no spoilers if you can, just like, what are your thoughts on, like, which ending did you prefer? Because I kind of found myself actually preferring the original Persona 5 ending, where I like the, the the semester, I just the way that it wraps all up at the end, I thought was better executed in the original game. Honestly, I kind of like the ending of Royal. I think uh, a little bit better. Um, 
I'm curious to see how they deal with it in strikers. Um, just something, maybe that's recency bias for me, just having like recently beat it. Mm. Uh, but I, I did like the ending in Royal, and I like the way that they touched up with characters from Royal in it specifically. Mm. Um, without saying too much. Um, but yeah, no, personally, I think I prefer the Royal ending. I think it was a good ending. I think that last semester, I think it's the best palace in the game. Oh, for sure. Uh, the music's like they, they have more phenomenal music. The changes to mementos are really good. Um, and I think it's the best bad guy in the game. Yes. Because it's so morally ambiguous. Yeah. One of the things that like one of the complaints that like you could have with like original Persona 5 is all of the villains that have palaces are like the most evil, like comically evil people. Like there's no sympathy. You don't side with them even remotely where the mm -hmm. the person who has the palace in for the for royal for the third semester you actually see where he's coming from and not just yeah. in a like a, oh i get why he's doing this but like you also are like but like i actually kind of sympathize and it's weird that like the character who you sympathize with and almost sometimes agree with is the bad guy is really yep. like I thought it was such a great like way to wrap it all. Like I thought that was such a phenomenal way to like this is going to be our final act because like you know facing a, like just like God essentially is like grandiose, but it's not satisfying. Where I felt like the like final palace and royal really like it was personal, and that's why I think it works so much better. Yeah, the, my, I think my only complaint was I wish there was a little more time. Because it didn't feel like a new semester. Yeah. Like, it, it's a month, and you don't even get a lot of time because your first week and a half are through in-game events that you can't do anything extra. Yeah. So, um, and, like, you get two new characters to play. Not two new characters, but you get some new characters that you can finally play as, and you have very limited time to actually play with them. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I, I, th that's my one issue about Persona is because it's on such a calendar, like it's a full calendar year, and every day counts as a day till you work your way till your deadlines. Um, you can't just like infinitely play and grind like you could in other RPGs and go other places mm. to use those characters. Yeah, this is another one that's sort of just been like, I want to get to it, but I you know, should. but I know like the calendar system, like I'm just going to stress about every little detail and Royal makes it so much better though. Yeah. You it, like, it's not nearly as bad as it used to be in vanilla uh, P5. The cat's not telling you to go to bed all the time. You can, uh, you can, you don't have to go to bed almost all the time. And you can, like the time management's so much easier in this game. Mm -hmm. in this yeah. Version. Like it's, like it is genuinely super easy. I didn't do it because I'm an idiot, but like it is so easy to platinum it in one playthrough and do yep. everything that is like significant. Where it, I I know in the original game it was like you probably had to do like t at least two playthroughs for it. Yes, uh, at least two playthroughs um, because of the extra bosses that you had to beat. And this the trophy list is all focused on you getting to try different things mm -hmm. in the game. You don't have to do them a lot, but you have to, there's certain activities that you have to do. You do the activity, you typically get the platinum or get the trophy for it. And then the rest of them are really just story-based with the exception of one or two, like beat this one hard guy mementos or um, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. They're all very easy trophies and I made sure I had them all before I ran credits. So. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, but I definitely, like, seriously, anybody who's even, like, on the fence about playing Persona 5, um, definitely play Royal and also play it. I know it's a time investment. It is, you know, at least 100 hours, um, but it's just so worth it. The story that they tell, and specifically just the characters that you meet, they're all so endearing that you just, like, I can't wait to play Strikers just so I can revisit those characters again. Like I'm, that's the thing I'm the most excited about, and I think Persona Five Royal really like just shows you just that much more why you love these characters, and so it's just it's just worth playing, and it's like worth playing regardless of how much time it takes. It's true. All right, we've Still- talked enough about Persona. I was going to say, speaking of games that I want to play, but I'm going to avoid because I'm going to sink way too much time into them, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the biggest piece of news this week. And no, it is not the cyberpunk foot-in-mouth announcement. It is the fact that Disney has announced that Lucasfilm Games is returning, and not only are they working on an Indiana Jones game with Bethesda's Machine Games, the studio behind the Wolfenstein series, but they were also working on an open-world Star Wars game with the studio behind The Division and The Division 2 for Ubisoft. Imran Khan had this tweet on Twitter where he's like, you know what, I'm just going to put this out there, a Musou-style Star Wars game. And you know what, I've let that idea percolate a lot in my head, and I think it could be pretty good. I think it could be pretty good. Let me add one thing to What? Starring Ahsoka Tano. I mean, sure. I mean, the thing about Musou games, right, is that they have like is- 500 playable characters, so you could be anyone. Yeah. I mean, uh, y- yeah. you could start out as Ahsoka Tano, sure, and then yeah. you can, you know, upgrade to Kyle Katarn and the one guy from Return of the Jedi that shoots Luke from Dash Jabba's Rendar. sail barge, J- Dash Rendar, IG-88, and IG-11. Yeah. So I, I do have a question about this. So would you want like I, I do I do agree. I think that would be a wonderful idea. I think the Star Wars universe really lends itself well to a Muso style game. Would you want it to be like Hyrule Warriors, the first one, where it's kind of like this disconnected, let's just be a celebration of the universe and have like as many characters as we possibly can who with like about time travel basically? Yeah, or do like Age of Calamity, where it's an actual story that is like progressing and it's not just a kind of best, like greatest hits style um, Muso game. I. I'd be okay, to be honest, with a non-time travel story, perhaps something set in the... I mean, like, here's the thing. Every single saga of the Star Wars, uh, I don't know what to call, like, what do you call, like, something bigger than a saga? Because, like, I'm... Like the... Maga? Nope. Not that no, one. Not no, that nope. one. Nope. not that one. Nope. Not that one. Other um, <laughs> Every single saga in the Star Wars mega saga, let's say that, has various conflicts where you could imagine, you know, one lone hero fighting hundreds of robots or stormtroopers or evildoers. Um, but I, I'm not sure which one would be best suited for this one. I. Part of me wants to say, hey, let's, you know, throw the new trilogy a bone just because we haven't seen too much of that one. But I'd like to see something in the original trilogy, actually. I'm really hoping we can see more stuff. So I've been playing through Knights of the Old Republic for the first time ever on Twitch. Mm -hmm. Uh, After you finally got to work. 
I was going to say, shout out to TJ. I had to drive from Toronto to Hamilton to borrow his original Xbox One because we could not, for the goddamn life of me, get KOTOR to work through Steam, through NVIDIA GeForce Now, which I paid for and instantly regretted because it didn't friggin' work. Uh, but finally, we're able to get it to work to stream from an Xbox. So thank you, TJ, for helping out. Thank uh, you, TJ. Uh, but I'd love to see more games set in this timeline because it's so unexplored. Uh, we're already seeing this with, there's a new book that just came out in the High Republic era, I think it was. Um, so there's definitely room to play around in that time frame. Um, I think the bigger thing here, um, Massive is working on the Star Wars game. So EA exclusivity out the window. Yeah, that is that is awesome. I think, I mean... Say what you will about the the four game. They had ten years and they made four games. Like, is kind of embarrassing. One of which is great. I would say two and a half. Yeah, one was great. Two more of them were good. Two great, and then Fair. the rest. And then there was the first Battlefront. So yeah. yeah, like I just I think that this is huge. I'm glad that it seems like EA is still I like respawn still is going to be able to make a sequel to fallen order, which is great because they made a great star Wars game. And so it's going to be really cool to see. It seems like they're pulling a Marvel games here with Lucasfilm games. And I love that. That's also not exclusive to just star Wars that like we are getting that Indiana Jones game, which is huge. I'm so so excited excited about the idea of machine games doing something new because the wolfenstein games were wonderful at least the two that they actually made and not the ones that arcane made um uh, three right didn't they also work on young bloods yeah did, they collaborated they did, on it uh, yeah they did they collaborated with young blood and then they made wolfenstein and uh wolfenstein new order and new colossus yeah because our arcade was mostly the ones who did new blood so I'm so excited about that, and I really can't wait to see what comes next from them, who they're going to get under their their partnership. Um, just like it really feels like Star Wars is such a huge universe that you really can do anything with it. We don't always see that. We rarely see that, actually. Like Star Wars is very limited in scope, and so I really hope that this is going to be a new opportunity to explore and really diversify what type of games we can actually see from this universe like the fact that like we are getting an open world star wars game and really thinking about it none of those actually exist is kind of surprising and so i'm very excited to see what comes next from star wars here's my pitch double fine oh making a making a star wars point and click adventure the island to come back at double fine i just want or point-and-click adventures. It is it is weird that we never got like a big Star Wars point-and-click adventure back in the day, unless I'm missing something. No, there was there was the Indiana Jones ones. Right, right. Uh, but there was never like a Star Wars one. Yeah. So with with Machine Games working on Indiana Jones, they have you know they're part of the acquisition of Microsoft acquiring Zenimax and by extension Bethesda. Do you think this is one, do you think this will be exclusive? And two, do you want it to be exclusive? It won't Adrian? be exclusive. I think it will be exclusive, actually. And I'm not happy about that. AJ? Uh, yeah. I think, I think exclusive. Do you want it to be, though? No, I, I want everybody to be able to play 
a game wherever they want, such as on the cloud, like Google Stadia. <laughs> I played a bunch of Stadia over the break, but... Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, the only I don't one have that much time to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, actually, you, you were probably the only one here who did that. Probably. Yep. Uh, I was actually playing earlier today. We were playing Ember. It was interesting. Yeah. Um, actually, no, Ember was yesterday. We were playing, I was playing some grid today. Um, I don't know if this is going to be exclusive, just because I don't know like how it was written into the contract, if that was before. Presumably, it was before the Microsoft acquisition, because they've probably been working on this game for a while. Um, I kind of want it to be exclusive, honestly. I think Microsoft could do well to have this be another... Like, literally, Sony hasn't charted and the inspiration for that is clearly Indiana Jones. In this way, Microsoft literally have Indiana Jones as an exclusive. We've seen from Disney that exclusives are no big deal with the uh, working with Sony and Insomniac on Spider-Man. That I think this makes total sense, and it gives them another selling point to Game Pass. That's true. Yeah. Speaking of Game Pass, Alex, you played through Gears Five this uh, this holiday. So, uh, not Gears 5, but the DLC that came out, Gears 5 Hivebusters, which basically, oh, okay. yeah, I didn't play through um, OG Gears 5 again, uh, just because... Yeah, right? I'm not yet. Honestly, I'm getting that feeling. I want to go back and play all of them, because Gears 5 Hivebusters is awesome. It is really good. It's about two hours long, So, but like it's, it's basically a super condensed Gears game, in one in one act of gears of war like in one act of the game so like because the games are always split up into five acts basically you just take one of those and make a full story around it but it's the whole purpose of it is to explain the one game mode from gears 5 uh called hive busters uh and it's basically explaining the lore behind that and it introduces three new characters the characters who played in that game mode um, and kind of goes into their backstories, why they are doing this seemingly almost suicide mission. And it just, let me tell you, Gears 5 is such a goddamn good game, and I feel like it really got slept on because it was an Xbox One. I mean, it was on PC as well, but because it was on the Xbox One. Like, Gears 5 is, is honestly, I will say, it is one of the best games of the generation, and I just feel like it was so underrated in comparison to other games that were that came out even in 2019 i feel like it was very underrated um it's it's so good man and right. gear it really embraces sorry before let me yeah, like, yeah. it's Go ahead. yeah it just my favorite thing about it is the fact that it embraces what makes gears special and it's the characters the characters are full of personality they are awesome we get to see we get to see returning characters like hoffman come back and like I feel like Gears, what Gears did is what Halo needed to do with having a new developer that gets made specifically to develop this franchise. They really took Gears and made it the, this is the new generation of Gears. And it's not that they're not any more interesting than the previous generation. In fact, some in some ways they're more interesting in my opinion, like characters. And I feel like the coalition has done such a great job with it and this dlc as well it makes me just super excited to see what is the future of this franchise because it's looking brighter and brighter yeah well yeah you comparing it to to halo and whatnot like what what did gears change you can you can go back and play the the first gears and think it plays almost identically to the 
uh, last Gears. But Halo tried to change and evolve because they were losing ground to things like Call of Duty and whatnot. Gears 5 multiplayer, uh, I found, um, I, I played it uh, as recently as last year at some point, um, uh, is still very much just run around with a shotgun and shoot people. Um, so without changing the core of gears, what do you have to, to fix? And that's, they, they invested a lot of time in their story. Now I didn't finish the gears five campaign. Normally I just kind of got distracted or something, uh, last, uh, 2019 when, when that came out. But, um, yeah, it, it, it is it, what I did play was phenomenal for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one that I feel like everyone or not everyone, but a lot of people slept on. And again, the fact that it is on Game Pass just really goes and like it's just it's such a for one, it's beautiful, it's great, it's a lot of fun, and the story is really interesting. And it really like I didn't like Gears Four that much, and that was because it was really a stepping stone to set up Gears Five, which was in a lot of ways way more interesting. And the way that Gears 5 has set up the next one is really exciting. Gear, and Gears, I just... Yeah, no, I'm just going to say, Gears 4 felt like, uh, in my opinion, they were they were afraid to take that step forward. They, mm-hmm. they, they were t- a new developer. They were testing the waters. JD is Marcus Phoenix, Phoenix's son. And then they brought back Marcus Phoenix in, Phoenix in Gears 4. This is like a multi-year-old game at this point. So sorry for the spoilers. Um, what but the, I know, crazy. Gears crazy. Five. I don't think it's that much of a spoiler. Yeah, it's it is it, it is what it is. Uh, in in Gears Four, so like you could tell they were still trying to hold on to the past, maybe a little too much. But yeah, it's it it was good to see them take a step further in Gears Five and and give yeah. the reins to Kate instead. Yeah, that that's like last last point before we can move on. Uh that's my favorite thing about Hivebusters is it takes these three characters who seemingly were just there for that one multiplayer mode and they gave them they fleshed them out and made them really charismatic, really interesting back very interesting and diverse backstories because there's three characters and they all come from vastly if you care about the gears lore at all, it really like goes in like really tells like it interestingly sets up new things for the world i just this is another example of just the presentation style of the coalition and really i think the coalition is one of those studios that xbox has that really should be paid attention to because they are a force to be reckoned with absolutely that's all we can say there uh cozy you've been oddly quiet tonight yeah Um, i mean i've just been i know i know what do you what do you get up to uh, over the break other than you know regaling us on Instagram with all your cooking shenanigans? Right. So like, um, you know, one thing that we talked about a lot towards the end of last year was about how I was interested in a little game by the name of Pixel Puzzle Makeout League, which Nathan <laughs> played first and reviewed. Uh, and so I purchased it and I finally got around to playing it. I I don't know how far I am into the game. I'm on the second story of the tower that you climb up. Is that far in? Okay. Is... I think it's about halfway. Okay, that, yeah, that, that feels about right. Uh, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. For those of you who don't know who are tuning in for the first time, Pixel Puzzle Makeout League is like this visual novel uh, Picross hybrid game where you're solving Picross puzzles and then teaming up with a squad of superheroes and 
dating them question mark uh and engaging in all sorts of visual novel shenanigans uh i'm having quite a bit of fun with it and like the fact that i've gotten through halfway uh with it means that i'm for sure just gonna go through it actually completing it sooner or later Uh, what i will say is you know this game has a lot of parallels to titles like Catherine, for example, which Catherine is a very similar sort of situation of you have like the uh, more narrative based drama parts, and those are bookended by uh, brief segments where you have to engage in a bit of puzzle solving. And I feel like Catherine was a little bit more successful at stringing me along as a result of it making the events of its narrative portions feel a lot more kind of impactful and I'd say a lot more I, I like serious uh, enough to be continuously engaging. Uh, the The writing in Pixel Puzzle Makeout League is, you know, really funny and silly, but it does get to a point, at least I found, where it's so continuously like silly and nonsensical that I'm like, I feel like this is kind of preventing me from engaging with the characters as much as I want to. But I, I, I still am enjoying it and I'm you know looking forward to seeing it to completion. Are you doing all of the characters when you go through a path? I am. Do you feel like that's okay. possibly like creating an issue on my end? Or No, no, no. Um, it's good because I, I don't want to say anything. Sure. Um, it, that, that's the way I played. Um, mm-hmm. That's the way I played. I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts when you get to the end of it. But for sure. It ties a lot of that stuff in that doesn't make sense in together somehow. For sure. Um so outside of Pixel Puzzle Makeout League, um, you know, ahead of the winter holidays, I had been trying to get my hands on a copy of Lego Dimensions. And uh, eventually I spoke with Mitch and he's like, yeah, I'll send you all of my old Lego Dimensions stuff over. And I got my hands on it. Yeah. And I got my hands on it and I played that game for a little bit. And I was like, you know what? This game is actually giving me an appetite to go and reconnect with all my old Lego sets. Um, I have had... Before you get to the old Lego sets, Cozy, I just want to say, I'm the idiot who put an empty uh, case of Lego Dimensions in a box to send to Cozy without checking to make sure the disc was in said case. So I had to then go and mail a second empty box from a game that I do not remember. It might have been, I don't know. Um, so yeah, that was me being dumb. But I mean, it, it worked out in the end because when I received the first package that didn't have the disc for Lego Dimensions, I was like, I'm going to keep this and reserve it until Christmas Day and open it up then with all the other presents. So it's not like I opened up the box right away and was like, hey, wait a minute, something's wrong here. It all worked it, out. It's kind of it's kind of good. I noticed because if I had known you were waiting until Christmas to open it like another gift and you opened it, and you couldn't play the game. I would have felt real bad. Anyways, worked out in the end, played that game, and I was like, you know what? I want to reconnect with my old Lego sets. So went to my big old Lego box, and man, oh man, things were quite in disarray. So over the course of the past couple of weeks, I've been taking the time to meticulously take apart all of my old sets, catalog all of my pieces, put them into individual Ziploc bags, and begin the slow process of rebuilding some of my older sets. Uh, Right now on Twitter, what you're currently looking at is a uh, thread that I basically started 
since the end of last year of me rebuilding a lot of my older sets. Right now, I've only been able to rebuild a lot of smaller ones, like these Star Wars ones, which you can see on screen right now, because they use relatively little pieces. So, like, of course, I'm going to have all of uh, what I need to reconstruct them. But uh, it, it's it's cool to develop a new hobby. Uh, what can I say? It's not even it's not even uh, discovering the new hobby. Eh? You're kind of you're kind of rediscovering your joy of Legos through what what started as just a simple, you know, you getting frustrated by was it eBay or Kijiji of you just couldn't connect with anyone to get this game, and here I am sitting with a copy doing nothing, collecting dust until one day my wife wants to play with it with me, which never materialized. So I'm glad we're able to make that connection. And the only thing I ask is if I ever have kids. I want mm -hmm. the option to be able to buy it back from you, <laughs> but uh, we can talk about that uh, at a well, later date. Let me platinum the game first, and then I'll consider it. Oh, of course, of course. You've got years, and I mean years, before you have to worry about uh, me wanting that back. And speaking of years and years of waiting for something for, uh, um, I'm not, I'm not doing a great job of this. Uh, speaking of years and years, um, Cozy, you've also been playing through a game that is in a very long-running franchise, and that's Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have too much to say about this one. I um, So I've played... <laughs> Sorry, what? Al Alex is just melting. So let's try to keep it to a minimum. And I mean, I was already going to keep this one to a minimum anyways. Oh my God, where did he go? Oh no. He's melted just like the Wicked Witch of the West. Who has yet to appear in Kingdom Hearts, but who knows? Halo or something, and Alex will be happy. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories is it's one of my favorite games of all time. Like, legitimately, it's in within my top three. I played it both in its Game Boy Advance version and PlayStation 2 version many, many times, and I decided to just pick up the PlayStation 4 release of it because I've yet to play it and I've been meaning to platinum it. And uh, yeah, it's a great time. I actually want to talk a little bit more about Knack, which that should be Alex's cue to come back because we all know Alex Ballant here, huge Knack fan. Um, yeah, that I listen to a, another gaming podcast no. by the name of Respawning Fire, and every month they do like a monthly video game book club where they're like, hey, everybody vote on a game that we have not yet played before and we'll all play it together and share our thoughts. Um, it came down this month to knack or control they flipped a coin and there's and they said all right we're going to do control i wrote in saying hey i don't want to do control this month because control is definitive edition releases next month i would rather play it then so this month i will play knack and i will write in my thoughts on knack as if it were control so yeah i've been playing mark Cerny's uh, magnum opus and it's um <laughs> the funny thing about knack is that it's not a very funny game like it, it has this, you know, cartoonish art style that's reminiscent of Crash Bandicoot, Spyro the Dragon, Pixar movies, and of course, it is such a meme within the PlayStation community. But the actual game itself has like very few jokes or comedic moments, or like even character animations that hint at any kind of humor. It's it's a very odd game. I'll say that much. Yeah, I didn't actually end up finishing that when I played it for all of 10 minutes after it was I think it was free on PlayStation Plus I don't think I would have paid actual money for that or if I did Next. I think it might have been on sale for like $4 or something dumb like that um, it's really one I should get back to but in all honesty it's one I will never get back to because there are way too many games to play alright everyone 
now's your time to take the shot of Mitch saying he needs to play a game, but he's never going to. You joke. Um, I don't know if you were in on that, but at our holiday party that we had, the drinking game was every time I say that, you had to take a shot. Speaking of having ridiculous technical difficulties and no segue to get into this, Alex, you finished AC Valhalla. Assassin's Creed Valhalla was very cool. I mean, I'm not going to go into too much detail about it, um, just because I've talked enough about it in previous episodes. But the implications of where the story, like especially the modern day stuff is going to go, because usually the modern day stuff is the part people care about the least, but I really feel like they're doing some cool things. Um, the way that everything integrates with like North mythology, if you even remotely know, and honestly, if you've played God of War, you'll know some of the events of like what happens and how Ragnarok leads to things. Um, it's just, it's a really cool game and one that I think was, you know, it was the, it's the reason why my Series X is probably way more played than my PlayStation 5, and it's just because that's where I got AC Valhalla, and I really wanted to spend a lot of time there. And uh, I don't know if he's still here, but TJ, who's the real Assassin's Creed fan now? I beat it before you. Oh, shit. It. He had a review to write and everything, and you still beat it before he did, so eat that, yeah. TJ. Yeah, uh, I, should write, I should write a review myself and get it out before him. Uh, speaking of TJ... He convinced you and I, Alex, to invest in a little game called Project Winter. Yes, he did. That, um, it's very, very cool. It's, um, essentially, it is Among Us meets The Thing, kind of? Because you're in, like, a, mostly just in a setting, not in actual, like, your. But it's Among Us meets, like, all of the other type of social deception type games. Um, but I think the, the thing that makes Project Winter stand out is it's more mechanically complex than something like Among Us, which is for both its benefit and also its detriment. But um, yeah, I think it was such an interesting game that I was had a, a lot of fun playing with um, over the, the course of the holiday, and I really hope that we do get back to it at some point. Yeah, so for me, I... I much prefer the simplicity of something like Among Us or uh, other games of that variety. Even um, Push the Button, I think, is the one that's in the Jackbox games. That's sort of the same formula uh, because Project Winter has more survival elements to it. You have to balance your your food intake. You have to balance the heat. Um, it's There's a lot more nuance to it, which is really nice. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I prefer the simplicity of what we've had in the past. So if I had a vote of Among Us versus Project Winter, I'd go with Among Us. But our friends all seem, you know, caught up in Project Winter. So I'm happy to play that as well. Kind of wherever the 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 flow of things goes over on that there Discord that we're all uh, hanging out in on the regular to play games and chat and do uh, this, that, and the like uh, amongst all of us. Uh, speaking of hanging out and doing things... Um, Alex, you're older now. I am. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Can I tell you? So, fuck uh, you. <laughs> last week was my birthday. Yeah. Um, congratulations. I had a- Happy birthday. Well, congratulations on another successful revolution around Earth's sun. Give yes. my regards uh, and congratulations to your parents on the sex they had. Hmm. 
Just think about I mean, it. Your it parents w- had sex 22 years and nine months ago, and that led to you. Yeah. So it's more like 10 months. You should ask them where they were. <laughs> oh, I yeah. What's nine you know. months before the beginning of January? It would be like April? So this is where we're going with this, huh? Yep. Are either of your parents' birthdays in April? Or is it like a is there a special occasion there, like a, a wedding anniversary? Or... April Fools? I didn't Maybe they really like Easter. Joke's on you. You're knocked up. <laughs> gotcha. He's feeling 22, honey. Yes. <laughs> no, no one will like him in about a year when he's 23. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait until that happens. I hope we're still around. Yeah. I mean, um, given the state of the world, we'll see. Yeah. You know, um, I, I just want to say, um, besides the fact that my, my girlfriend and my roommates threw me a wonderful birthday thing where they made me a cake. It was a very special cake. Um, and also then bought me an ice cream cake. Um, and then cake? what's like, up? W- like, were you able to, w- did they bake the cake and they showed you it on a webcam or did you actually get to eat the cake in person? Oh, well, it was my roommates and my girlfriend. So um, I did get to do it in person, fortunately. Oh, okay. Um, so, there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, uh, it was a great birthday um, for, you know, what it could have been. Uh, obviously, I couldn't see everyone who I wanted to, but, you know, like I like us, for example. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, you know, next year <laughs> will be, uh, next year, definitely there's going to be like a, a makeup that needs to happen. But, before like i i'm not gonna spend too much time on it because it's you know about me and i don't want it i don't want the whole conversation to be about me but my brother got me the god of war lore and legends book which Ooh. is essentially it's atreus's journal and it like it's oh, sweet. yeah it's it's basically like atreus's journal and it has like all of his entries and it's written from his perspective as well which is really cool um as well I um just like to to say what my uh my thing that I did when I at uh 12:01 I loaded up Death Stranding because Death Stranding has you put your birthday in and then Mads Mikkelsen tells you happy birthday which that's why I tweeted that picture of Mads Mikkelsen on my birthday. I listened to Taylor Swift 22 and I also loaded up Metal Gear Solid 5 because for some reason Kojima really likes to celebrate people's birthdays. So that was literally what I did when I when I turned 22 was I did those three things and then I went to sleep. It's funny. So who really won on your birthday? I was going to say, it sounds like you or Taylor Swift or both. Uh, Next year will be interesting, though, because I am a fellow, you know, January baby where, you know, celebrating that close to Christmas can be difficult. And sometimes you have to try and make it bigger than it can be. Next Mm -hmm. year will be my 30th birthday. (laughs) on on january 30th wow oh you get to have champagne finally i get to finally drink champagne after being legally able to drink it for 11 years um no yeah like i i feel for you because i'm gonna be in a similar situation in a couple of weeks where i'll be celebrating my first covid birthday um because this all kind of started in like march so i didn't have to worry about it last year but this year it's gonna be a real thing of you know having to keep it subdued, small, just myself and the wife and probably lots of Zooms and Facebook calls and getting drunk and disorderly on the Discord. Uh, And thankfully, I still have a year to wait until I turn 30. This year is not going to be as rough. Um, (laughs) But something else I waited on that I probably shouldn't have, and uh, Alex is going to kick me for this one. 
I really should have put Hades in my top five games of the year for 2020 because I played it over the break a lot and it is so goddamn good. It's okay. It, It is amazing. It is really special. It shows that Supergiant is still one of the best game studios. Full stop. I've been still playing it to this day, even though I finished like my first run through like multiple months ago. It's so so good yeah no i still haven't finished my first run through of it yet because the problem was i was playing this so much and then the holidays hit and i got hit with this plethora of gift cards and one of those went towards buying immortals phoenix rising on Mm. the playstation 5 and don't sleep on this one guys it is without it like if i say hades should have made it in the top five if i'd played immortals it probably would have cracked top two it is wow. that damn good of a game. It is, yeah. it's something special. I still have to get the platinum, but it's so well written. It's so witty. It's so self-referential. I know people get upset about it borrowing mechanics from Breath of the Wild, but there's a reason it borrowed mechanics from Breath of the Wild because those mechanics are friggin' amazing. And to get back into it in, in like 2020, and it's oh my, it's just it's so good. The combat could be better um the combat isn't as tight as it could be well no the 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 main issue i have with combat and it isn't something that i've changed because i i have this weird thing about the default controls in games i don't like messing them with them too much because the developers designed it to be that way for a reason um but they put light and heavy attacks on the right button and right trigger which i think Mm. is strange oh so it's like it's like dark souls or it's like it's sort of like the dark souls controls and i just can't wrap my brain around that for whatever reason so like i find myself on occasion hitting dodge instead of hitting r1 to use a light attack but Hmm. it's um it yeah it's it's a game i want to be like it could when i say top two that was kind of an exaggeration it's really good and probably would have cracked my top five it does have some drawbacks but honestly it's the only ubisoft open world game i think i finished in the last five years give or take because it's just so fun to explore that world the traversal is great the, the the gliding mechanics the the mount mechanics like it's it's so good it's so fun the story of zeus and um crap what's his name Agreus? no it's zeus and oh uh, dippius oh, uh, something no. please it's like chained to the rock or whatever yeah. can't leap it's um, not prometheus oh p p p yeah yeah that sounds right yeah either way it sounds like yeah. that's an alien movie whatever zeus and the other dude uh the the repertoire they have the banter back and forth how self self-referential it is how self-aware it is of like being a game in 2020 even though it's based on greek mythology and like pulling out tropes of modern gaming, which is a lot of fun. Like it's, it's really, really well done and shout out to the developers at, I think it was Ubisoft Quebec that worked on that title. And it's so, so worth the play, especially if you can find it on sale. Like I did, it's, it's so good. So good. So I I just have one question about it before we move on. Um, Mm -hmm. Because uh, as you might know, I'm not the biggest fan of Breath of the Wild, specifically with the the combat and specifically with the um, the the weapon durability. I have a huge problem with that. 
but I love kind of everything else about it. Like the, the like exploring and letting like you get to have like agency over where you get to go. How much like, cause people say it's breath of the wild light. How much of that type of stuff from breath of the wild does it borrow and do, how successful is it at pulling it, it off? Is the demo still available on stadia? You can, where you can play it right now. I don't know. Um, it was there when I got my stadia. Hmm. I think so it it borrows re- pretty heavily like there are there's there's less physics puzzles I would say and it's more so like unlock like it's like switches you have to cover with like different items you can carry have different weights and you can unlock upgrades to your characters you can carry heavier things instead of having to push and pull which allows you to shortcut some puzzles so like depending on the way you upgrade your phoenix there are ways to make the game easier for yourself or more difficult for yourself uh combat is fun when i remember to use things like the you have um hephaestus's hammer and Ares's wrath which is like this aoe that like all these arrows come up from the ground and you launch everything into the air like and balancing your stamina versus that using the crafting system is much more simple here where you only have four potions that you're crafting for health, stamina, increased attack and increased defense. And you can also upgrade those as well. So like the upgrade trees are ridiculous in terms of their depth and there's so much to find in the world. It's talking about it now makes me want to play more of it right now. And if that should say enough about the game. Fair enough. Yeah, it's real good. Real, real good. Uh, speaking of good games, segue. Um, yeah, there aren't really any good games left on this list. AJ, tell us a bit about Airborne Kingdom. Yeah. Um, so Airborne Kingdom is the game that I mentioned all of last year um, that my good friend Ben uh, had a very, very big uh, hand in making. Um, him and his team finally released it towards the end of last year. Uh, so version 1.0 is out. Um, yeah, and uh, finally being able to to talk about it uh, completely, it's um there there isn't it's it's not girthy and it's not very deep, but in in a lot of ways, it's um it's there there is just enough there, and it's just peaceful enough with the state of the world that it, it's another good comfort game in my opinion um if you like city builders and you like um uh games of that sort um it's so okay so you're building a city in the sky um not with diamonds but um the hey you see what i did there um yeah you're building a city in the sky kind of like a um what, what's the one from uh Bioshock Infinite. Columbia. Columbia, that's the one. Um and the 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 you 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 you're putting houses down, you're putting um uh smelters down so they could uh so uh people can bring resources up and like uh smelt clay into bricks um so they can build other things and uh you're you're sending airplanes down to to cut trees and harvest resources, gather water, gather food, uh, go on uh, missions with um, other like city states that live on the ground and stuff. And you're you're able to control this uh, kingdom in the air and fly it 
all the way around this map. So it's it's a very very unique take on a city builder in in that you you're not just fixed to one place. You just you take the thing and you move it around. Um which uh which is 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 pretty awesome in my opinion. Um but um actually uh the last time uh Rachel came over uh she sat on my computer for about four hours straight and just got completely absorbed into it. Um I I I I expected her to you know to tinker around with it for like an hour or so but she just once she figured it out and what she was doing she just got so deep into it and i you know i'm very proud of her for that it was great <laughs> um yeah it, it, it was super exciting to like she i have played a, a lot of the beginning of this game and then i'm just like not happy with the city i made so i start again and and the beginning is is interesting enough that i, I feel okay like almost treating it like a roguelike where okay no i'm gonna try i'm gonna try this instead i'm gonna do it this way or whatever um and she, she's technically made it further than i have by sitting there for four hours straight and doing that so yeah yeah this is one that i bought uh when it was on sale um uh, it launched on the epic game store and they had that promotion at the time with the the coupons and all that and i do want to at some point get to it because i want to support a friend of yours and a friend of the show um, mm -hmm. And when I do, I'm sure we'll have more thoughts on that. But I think until then, we can move on to who's got words to say about things. Um, Nathan. Yes. I need to tell you something. Okay. What do you need I to tell up. I grew up a Pokemon kid, right? Yep, yep, mm -hmm. yep. Digimon Adventure Try and Digimon Last Evolution okay. are really freaking good. So I tried watching the first movie within the Digimon Adventure Try saga a little while ago and it didn't really hit me the right way. Um, Digimon Adventure Try is like the kind of sequel series to the Digimon Adventure anime series from way back in the day and I just, I felt like tonally it, it was just sort of off where I didn't get the sense of, and I understand that the whole point is that it's supposed to be the Digimon adventure cast being more kind of grown up, but it felt like it was going for a little bit too hard of a dramatic route. And that, that kind of came at the expense of a lot of the sort of sense of adventure and kind of, I, I guess you could say like nerdiness of the si series previously. Um, I think it, I don't think the first chapter does a great job of reintroducing these characters and the stories and everything, but I think as a whole, the six parts really do tell a good story. And I think last evolution specifically is a very good, um, way to end this whole series, this whole, um, era mm -hmm. as you, as it were of like these, these characters on this adventure, I recommend anyone go and, and give them a watch. Um, recently they actually added parts one through five, I think, which is weird that they didn't add the sixth one, uh, makes sense about last evolution. Cause that just came out, uh, last year, but they've added parts one to five to prime video in Canada, at least. So for those of that's you that good. do have that service, you can watch them there. And that's where I watched most of them. Uh, but Nathan, yeah. I know you said you'd watched previously, so I wanted to kind of get your thoughts as well. Yeah. So I think my biggest issue, I really like try um, at least the first part because that's I've watched the first 
movie of it because that was out. Um, I have to go back and catch up on the rest of it. I, I believe that that's the one called Reunion, right? Reunion yes. is part one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Reunion. I, I think my biggest issue was the cast of season two kind of being thrown away. Um, I will because... say without spoiling it, there are plot reasons for that. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, regardless, like, and maybe that's my biggest issue. I've been watching a lot of the Digimon reboot with my son, and I think that has more of the sense of adventure that Cozy's maybe talking about, where this is more of a serious piece. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's a difficult balancing act where, like, you want to try and tell this more kind of serious and grown-up story, but you also want to make sure that you, you know, don't lose the original spirit of what the original show was. And I just felt with what I saw of Try, again, I have not watched, you know, uh, most of the rest of Try or Last Evolution, which you said, Mitch, really kind of hit home with you. I didn't necessarily found, find that I got that. But th- this is one of those things where I am eventually at some point going to get back to it and kind of give the series its due. Yeah, and I would definitely recommend now that they're on Amazon Prime Video, they're much more accessible. Uh, but if you do, I would definitely find a way, whether it be renting it or, or other means of watching uh, it all the way through parts one through six and Digimon Last Evolution. It's a great great um presentation of these characters end to end i really really cannot recommend it enough for anyone who's a fan of digimon and i really do hope we get digimon survive this year because otherwise i'm going to either go back to my vita or my playstation to play one of the cyber sleuth games through because i've never actually finished those and really they're so good they're so good i know i know uh speaking of thing go ahead can we just put to bed that digimon's the better anime yes 100 percent Yeah, I I definitely would say so. Um, Yeah. And for whatever reason, I think the list of stuff we did over the break, I'm the only one who put stuff we watched as opposed to just stuff we played. So I will just quickly say um, Bridgerton on Netflix is a Victorian family drama with, uh, you know, weird high societal, you know, intricacies and politicalization of marriage and women as property, which is really messed up and wrong but the women in the show are actually really well well thought out um they're really well portrayed uh what's nice about it is it's a victorian era drama that does not have a victorian era drama traditional casting so there are a lot more persons of color in the cast um the male lead is a a phenomenal uh phenomenal actor who some people actually want to play james bond now after seeing him in bridgerton because he's so damn good and he's a looker um, there's lots of butts. If you're into butts, oh, I love butts. butts. There are many butts Ooh. in this show. Um, you have piqued no, my curiosity. It is very, very good. Very well done. Lots of intrigue and drama and suspense. I think if my wife weren't asleep on the couch next to me, I'd confirm. I think we binged all eight episodes in like three or four days, which for her is saying something because we never binge stuff together. Um, but it was one we just we could not put down. So for anyone who has any inkling of interest in bridgerton i would highly recommend checking that one out on that there netflix Um, speaking of things that we watched over the break i actually saw both bad boys movies for the first time and i i take offense with the comment that was made earlier with the show both nickel bay mode yep both there are three of them i haven't haven't watched a third one is what i should have said uh, I take offense with the comment that was made earlier in the show, but Michael Bay movies having bad writing because the writing in those movies is a fucking plus. Let me tell you. Mm. <laughs> you didn't like the part where they were exterminators 
and they're like, oh man, there are these specific breeds of rats that we have to properly exterminate, and they're called marsupials. I saw Bad Boys in the theater, and that's probably the last time I saw it. But I don't think the writing was, yeah, the first one. Uh, I don't think the writing was that great. You want to feel old, Nathan? Yes. That movie came out the same year I was born. Fuck. So I actually. I have a fun story about Bad Boys 2. Um, but before I get there... Nathan, Breaking I news! Feel, I feel your pain. Um, another thing I did over the break is I started a new podcast with friends called YYZ Video. Check it out every other Friday at youtube.com slash pressyyz and on podcast services everywhere. Uh, we watched Toy Story and recorded the podcast about it. And I am the old guy on that podcast at 28. And it sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. Um... Breaking news, the Leafs have won. I wore this jersey for a reason. I will now wear this every time I record a podcast and they play a game. Fuck the Leafs. We have to sacrifice the quality of this podcast just so that they could pull the win. We appreciate your sacrifice, Cozy. Um, That's what it took, huh? Yep, that's what it took. We had had to sabotage the the French-Canadian tonight for sure. Wait, wait, hold on a sec. By how many many points did they win? Uh, Five to four. Five four. Ooh, no. good I, if they if they had won like three zero, I would have been like, huh, that there's something super suspicious about this. But <laughs> um, I I actually have a fun bad boys two story. My family and I went to see it in theaters for whatever reason, and oh, I can't remember the year that it came out. Was it like oh two oh three? Bad boys something two. Like yeah, bad boys two. Um, suffice it to say, it was myself, my dad, my mom, my sister. Two thousand three. My sister is a year younger than me. We would have gone to see this movie. I would have been 10 and she would have been eight. Um, so taking an eight-year-old to see Bad Boys 2, not a smart decision. But for whatever Doesn't reason, my dad my dad and I stayed to watch Bad Boys 2 and watched Martin Lawrence get shot in the ass. My mom and sister went and saw Jackie Chan's The Medallion. Wow. Yeah. You remember Jackie Chan Adventures? And demanded a refund. So that's my Do you remember Jackie Chan Adventures, wow. the cartoon? Where they have like I the medallions that would give them superpowers yeah. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. That was great. Uh, speaking about things from our childhood, Cozy, you went back to a game series from most of our childhoods, except Nathan. Uh, Fallout Four. Yeah. Fuck uh... you. It's a very. <laughs> I mean, technically, it could have been from his childhood. Did he play Fallout the first One and one, Two? Maybe. Maybe. He probably. Like, <laughs> I played Fallout One and Two when out. I was a early, late teens, early twenties. I don't know. He's wow. So like that uh, joke here, I I would not really describe Fallout as a game from my childhood, uh, but it is a game that I'd say was very formative in my kind of growth as a gamer. Um, Back when I got my PlayStation 3 for the first time, Fallout 3 was like one of my formative PlayStation 3 games as the game that showed me like, hey, you know, this is what the extra processing power of, you know, Sony and Microsoft's consoles allow for. And after that, I went and skipped over to Fallout New Vegas. And I held off on playing Fallout 4 for a real long time because when it came out, reviews were obviously praiseful, but in that very kind of middling way of like, ah, it's not this revolution that the prior two games were. Uh, But when it came to the PlayStation Plus collection, I was like, well, now I feel like I have no excuse. And so I started that up like in between Kingdom Hearts and Knack. And uh, I'm only a few hours into the game. I got my first uh, power armor and used it to defeat a Deathclaw. Yeah. I'm beginning to understand why some people have mixed feelings on this game because it definitely is 
a little it, it definitely leans a lot more heavily into like cool cinematic moments than it does into what seems like super deep role-playing mechanics uh but i'm sure that i'll still get a lot of enjoyment out of it <laughs> yeah it's you know it kind of shows the direction that bethesda game studios really went with the fallout franchise where it's very much an rpg light it's way more of a shooter than kind of anything else like i i fallout 4 i don't think is a bad game by any stretch but it really it feels like it's missing that special sauce that was in three in new vegas at least that's what i kind of found with it i'll be interested to see what your thoughts are especially as you get further in and you deal with like having a fully voiced protagonist for one like what are like how like how you think that's going to be affecting the story being presented to you i'll be really interested to hear see i don't have an issue with the protagonist being fully voiced i actually chose a female protagonist to play through the game as because the thing is, is that like you know nowadays most like games of fallout's nature that are worth their salt will allow you to play as a male or female protagonist but very few of them offer uh, voice acting and so when starting off this game i'm like all right i'm gonna play as a female protagonist with voice acting i think that's you know in our landscape going to be kind of novel and i'm looking forward to that what kind of bothered me a little bit more was special which is the kind of like beginning statue distribution in the fallout series where you can give a little bit of points into luck a little bit of points into endurance uh, agility etc in prior fallout games your special stats were more or less locked at the beginning of the game and you could find little ways to increase them like through bobbleheads but like it took a tremendous amount of effort to do so in this game you can like go ahead and start leveling up your special stats as soon as you gain experience points and discovering that like oh like this stuff is kind of these aren't like hard-coded decisions that you make you can at any time kind of reverse your decision to be like, oh, I want to really specialize in endurance or, oh, I really want to specialize in luck was kind of a letdown. Hmm. Yeah, no, uh, I I played Fallout 4 when it uh, first came out and it's it's a Bethesda open world um, RPG uh, and I have a very hard time staying focused on the main plot in those. Um, and in the same vein, I still haven't finished Cyberpunk because it's one of those. <laughs> because I keep getting distracted by side quests and doing other things and whatnot. So, um, yeah, that that's just where my two cents on on the game overall. So, uh, speaking about distracting, getting distracted in games, um, something that's distracting Nintendo from making a proper sequel to the breath of the wild is hyrule warriors age of calamity alex care to uh regale us with your stories of smashing and slashing in that universe well i don't know how much that game really is detracting nintendo from making the sequel to breath of the wild but you know i know you needed a segue you did a good job good job mitch we're all proud of you um (laughs) but yeah i finished actually before recording this podcast i finished age of calamity it's i it basically is just the game that i have in my switch i will pull it out, play for like an hour or two before going to bed. I would either play that or Hades. And so that's why it kind of took me as long as it did, because even though I got it on release, it's really good. It was my first um, Musou game. So like 
I'm not very familiar with like the tropes that that game series have, but even like earlier in this podcast, when Cozy mentioned that that series has a million characters that you can play as, I was just kind of like nodding my head in confirmation. Cause it's like, even right up until the end, you're just unlocking new characters and like, they're all recognizable characters from breath of the wild, which I really, here's the thing, no spoilers, but this game does a really cool does some really cool things with the because it's supposed to be the prequel to Breath of the Wild. It's supposed to explain the story of up the hundred years before the events of Breath of the Wild. And honestly, it's way more it's way more like um, intriguing and interesting than the actual story told in Breath of the Wild. Like I think Breath of the Wild probably is a better game, even though I don't like it probably as much. But the story is definitely better in Age of Calamity. Plus, also, it's not just a prequel. Not going to go into anything more than that. But it, it does some very interesting things. That it's like, if you're even remotely interested in these Zelda timelines and universe, then, like, it's one you shouldn't sleep on, honestly. I, I've got quite... Now I have to play it. I have a question about um, about that. Uh, so mm-hmm. in the original um, Breath of the Wild... Mm-hmm. The uh, what was it? Um, a lot of the cutscenes were triggered by uh, memories that you would find, yeah. right, uh, hidden around the world and stuff. You'd go to specific locations, pictures that you had, and then you'd go to that location and look around, and you'd remember. Um, are those any of those like cutscenes from the original Breath of the Wild like expanded on in any way? Like, did they do they have events that revolve around some of those not that i can specifically remember um it's been a while since i've played breath of the wild so i can't exactly remember what all the memories were but it really feels like it's kind of like it it feels like it's filling in the gaps between all of those memories all those memories Yeah. yeah but like expanding upon it way more like you actually get a sense of the like the champions and who they are as characters as well as even like it really really does a lot to expand on Zelda uh specifically Zelda and Impa are two of like the the characters who I think get the most uh limelight which I really think uh really helped honestly it made me want to replay through Breath of the Wild which literally nothing has made me want to do that since completing it and so I think that goes to really show just how much of a interesting game this is and Honestly, more than anything, it's made me so excited for Persona 5 uh, Strikers just because, like, if this is what they did with this game, I really, I'm very excited to see just how different it's going to be and how, like, some of the things that are going to carry over. Like, specifically all the points that are in between the fighting, I'm going to be interested to see how they... Because it really feels like an expansion on Breath of the Wild in a lot of ways. Like, a lot of the maps are the same. The final, like, the the final mission is, like, or one of the final missions, no spoilers, but it's the, like, it's where the gate, where Breath of the Wild starts is the map that they use. And it literally is all of the environments from Breath of the Wild. Like, you'll recognize everything if you played a significant amount of it. And so it was really, really cool. And I think it does, again, it does some really cool things with the story um, that I think aren't, it's not just a prequel uh in in that sense and so like again i just don't think that you should sleep on it unfortunately it's never gonna go on sale so you do have to kind of bite the the 90 90 price point but 
for for one, it took me about 30 hours to beat. So if you're like wanting to invest in something that will keep your time, it really does do that. And I think it's a great it's a great like B title. Like it's a it's like a B plus. It's not triple A by any stretch, but it's it's just a fun like pickup, especially like if you have other things you're playing around it, I think um is like the ideal way of going about it. Uh, speaking hmm. of games being slept on, Nathan, finally, finally over this holiday break, you got to Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, I did. Yes. Tell me. Speaking of, but. You love all the hackies and slashies and sorties and things. Yeah, so Ghost of Tsushima uh, is Assassin's Creed Japanese feudal time for all intensive points and purposes. It's, it's the most polished open world game I think I've ever played. Um, the story with Jin's very intriguing. I don't think it does anything new, but it just polishes the open world um, in a way that I've never seen before. And it's so pretty, like just like, and I'm playing on PS5. So it's 4K at 60 frames per second, which is just gorgeous. Wow. Um, yeah. Watching the, watching the flowers uh, like in the wind as you're riding down on your horse. Um, just amazing. Uh, I sent Cozy a clip. I put the link in the chat. That that clip oh. got lost in the ether, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, lame. I'm running the show on Twitch now. It's not as complex as oh, we're you... it? It's literally us in the cloud now, so. buddy. You don't even know what's going on. So, well, check it out in the chat. But I like grapple hooked twice and then came down on somebody and killed them, uh, which I thought was super cool. <coughs> um, but no, it's fun. I'm nearing the end of the second chapter, I guess on the second province. Right. Um, I'm trying to do all the quests first uh, and as much as I can before I go to the, I, I want to finish the islands before I move on to the next island. I've a hundred percent of the first island. I'm working on the second one right now. You want to get that not one, island. one playthrough platinum, I would assume. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to hit the end of the game and just have a platinum pop. I don't know if that's possible or not. It is. It's a hundred percent possible. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I only did the one playthrough and got the platinum. I will be, I'm very much open to going back to more multiplayer if that ever does strike your fancy as well because I need more reasons to play that game, especially on the PS5 because I haven't gotten a chance to hop into it at at 60 FPS mm-hmm. uh, and would really like to. But uh, I think until then, we'll have to wait and see what you think of the finale of the game once you get there. Uh, yep. Finally, Alex. Yes. Last thing on this list. We will put off the fantasy critic discussion probably until next week. We'll we'll throw that into the what we've been up to just because we're running a little long. But Alex, finally, you played a little game called Disco Elysium. Yes, I am very early on in it. I've played about ten hours or so, but I don't like I ha- I restarted it one time because I wanted to see just how vast the decisions are. And let me tell you, this is one of the best written games I've ever experienced, and I'm not even that far into it. I just love, like, it really makes you feel invested in this world, this, like, kind of pseudo, like, communist Russia, but it's not actually that. And it's, like, taking place, I think, during the 50s, but disco is still happening, even though, like, disco is still a music form that is... It's it's a made-up, like, country that you're in, but it's so interesting. I feel like I'm not smart enough to be understanding a lot of the things that are happening, but I'm really trying to. Um, it's 
like it just really makes you feel like you kind of get like depending on what stats initial stats you um you choose to have uh will really affect how you can interact in the with the world early game like just for an example um because i won't keep this too long but right at the beginning you wake up and you have to get your tie that's hanging from a ceiling fan and if you didn't put enough points into endurance you jump up you grab your tie and you hurt your back and then you lose health because of it and as soon as that happened i was in like (laughs) I, I immediately was like, holy shit, this is going to be so cool. And really, it lets you just kind of play it how you want. You can be, you can really lean hard into, I want to just like pick whatever wacky ass option there is. Or you can be mm-hmm. more serious about it too. And I think that's really cool. It I don't feel like I've had this much choice in a game since like Fallout New Vegas. I, I bought this game on Steam and refunded it. Mm. Um, I didn't click with it and I tried an hour or two into it and just couldn't get into it. And I usually like this type of game. So I'm going to give it a shot when it comes to PS5. Uh, yeah. March. This year. Yeah. yeah. I not a hundred percent sure. That's the only thing that I'm kind of kicking myself with starting it now instead of, I didn't know that there was going to be a final cut. And honestly, I would say wait for the final cut, not just because there's extra content, but one of the big features that they're really pushing for the final cut is that it is going to be fully voiced, where the version that I'm playing right now, there's a lot of missing, like, like dial, like not, there's just, you have to read a lot. Yeah, Yeah, you Mm -hmm. have to read a ton in it. And for someone who uh, sometimes, like, I have to be in a very, very, very specific mood to want to play it because I want to pick up on all of those details that are said. But because it's a lot of reading, you really do have to be in a very specific mood. So I don't know if I'm going to finish it now or if I will decide to wait for the final cut and get it either on PS5 or PC. But my God, this is a really fascinatingly, like, like a deep game. I I the all the podcasts that I listen to, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, but I think I'm gonna wait for the premiere version over the final cut version. I just like the way premiere functions better than final cut. I mean, on you that, know, you could really go that, with the DaVinci Resolve version. On those yeah. terrible yeah. video editing jokes. Sony Vegas. We're wrapping up the show. Everyone stop. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> There's the Windows Media Maker version, if you really want no, to that XP, that XP Movie Maker, fucking brilliant, still to this day. Are you done? I edit all my movies in TikTok. Thank <laughs> you for tuning in to this episode of Press YYZ. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to click that subscribe button over on YouTube. Check us out on Twitch. Rate and review us over on that Apple podcast and come hang out with us on our Discord. Give us a follow on Twitter press yyz or press yyz anywhere you can find us uh we'll keep you up to date with everything in terms of when things go live here on twitch on youtube wherever they may be uh but until then cozy where can people find you on the internet uh you can find me at alex cozina and you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash cozy bear live again uh the 22nd i am going to be coming back with a new season of cozy bear live on twitch it's going to be entirely cooking focused and it is going to be a good ass time so look forward to that and pay attention to my twitter account for more details 
Alex, can you tell everyone about your TikToks? I'm on the TikToks. I'm not old. Um, I do have a TikTok account, but I've never used it, so you will not get it. Um, but where I at, where I actually do use stuff uh, is Instagram at blatantly Alex and you, uh, not YouTube, Twitter at blatantly underscore Alex. Nathan, once you get access to your Twitter account again, where can people find that? Uh, you can uh, check me out at the underscore NMAC on Twitter. You know, once uh, this multi-week saga of trying to get my account reinstated ends, uh, I'll keep you guys abreast of that situation as it happens. There was progress today. So now I can actually look at tweets, which is nice again. So go me. <laughs> AJ. You can find me. You can find me all over the internet at Times Hero, capital T, capital H. Uh, and you can find me, Mr. Mitch George, everywhere at that same handle, Mr. Mitch George, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. We've been playing a lot of KOTOR recently. That will likely continue until I finish that. Um, but until next time, Girthy Gang, signing off.